Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as a scam that it is. I am Kevin Prendeville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our children, we're losing an entire generation. And today, as always, we will be diving headfirst into controversial subjects, undaunted by political correctness. Do you know what costs $344,000 to send two students through school? All the way through college, four years, $344,000. I don't know if you have that kind of money lying around. I certainly don't. But I'll bet the banks and the government are counting on the fact that you won't. And to me, it's criminal. So today, we're going to explore what makes this part of the crime of the century. So the question is why? Why is this a great crime? Why is this the greatest crime of the century? Why has college education gone up by over 100% since 1970? And I'm not talking about grades, I'm talking about expenses. And it comes down to really simple economics, I believe, that really, where, where else are you? Uh, you have banks, you have the government, can not only guarantee you a loan, but also uh, guarantee that the money will, will be paid back to them. So it's a win for the banks because they know it's an income stream that you cannot get rid of through bankruptcy or otherwise. And the government is also able to push education. It's able to push what in theory is a great idea to get more people in the doors of higher education and in the doors of uh, the, the, these academic institutions therefore uh, resulting in an educated populace, like a, like a public school system in theory and how the public school system did increase literacy in the United States astro astronomically. But the problem is they can charge whatever they want because one, where else are you gonna go? Two, you could just get a loan for it and really what this results in is these exorbitant uh, professor salaries. You know, Elizabeth Warren gets a half million dollars to teach one course at Harvard, or she did before she became a senator, and she ha she'll have a pension probably of what, like 100, 200 grand a year now in retirement, and that's another topic for another day, or as we say in Boston, uh, we'll drive off that bridge when we get to it, right, Ted? Regardless, it's, it's education, and it, it comes down to really what I've explained in other podcasts, that your education is more indoctrination and the whole point of, uh, of why education is going up by 5 and 8%, anywhere between those two each and every year, is because the economics of how this works are shot. It's, it's a monopoly. It's you don't have anywhere else to go. You can either go to a state or private school, yes, but those don't solve the problem. There's not like one cheap option for school because you lower you lower the, the the cost of tuition i suppose that in theory it would be that you would get a lower cut of students but also there's no barrier it's not like oh i don't have ninety thousand dollars for a semester i'm not going to school it's no don't worry your friend the government your friend the big banks will give you that money and you'll you're gonna have to pay it back for the next 20 years of your life but don't worry we got you covered and so what this results in really is that theory of no no barrier to entry. There's no point where it's okay this this person can't go because they don't have the money. Versus what it should be in my eyes, which is you go you pay for what you can 
attain what, what, what if you have ninety thousand dollars of discretionary income to go to school it should be like what college was meant for that upper crust that is looking to go deeper that upper crust that's looking for more involvement in their subjects and who can afford that but not for everybody go sell something and make 200 grand a year and if you even need college come back and and get it but you don't need college to make money you need it for a corporate job so what it comes back to is for the rising cost of education there is no that barrier to entry is gone anybody can do it and anybody can get a loan for it and this just contributes to more and more personal debt and so the other thing actually I didn't think of until uh, the guy who does the camera work uh, uh, Jack for me uh, mentioned that the US News uh, rates high schools and, and colleges based off of which high school sends uh, students to college but here's the real point uh, that he made which was the college is not rated on who gets a job College is rated on who from high school gets to that college. So the whole rating system, the whole U.S. news rating system is just to get you in the door, just to make the sale, just to get you watching their, their, their sporting events, just to get you to, to, to learn something that may be useful, but something you may never use. There are more people with law degrees, and um, there's a 60 Minutes special on this a number of years ago, people with law degrees who are bartending, people with... Um, with uh, uh, some people with doctorates who who make you know barely above minimum wage again you can go sell cars and make minimum wage or make a lot more than that my point here being is that it's very clear the only reason that these these institutions exist the the banking I shouldn't have said institutions what I should have said was the only reason the loan system exists is to get you in the door for an education that's more of an indoctrination and that to me that's a crime because you're not being taught what can you can actually use to go and repay that debt that would be fine by me you're going into debt for almost no reason for a job that you may or may not get may not even exist by the time that you get out of school and then really what happens is the institution takes your money the the collegiate institution and the government and, and the banks, they, they take your money and it, what it does is contributes to this feeling of hopelessness, if I said that right. The idea that you're so far into debt and there's no way out. There's no, you got to do something drastic. I don't know if it's rob people or, 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 um, or cheat people, but you're you're in all this debt you got to work three four five jobs just to pay that plus your bills um, you know plus maybe try to make a discretionary income and this delays your ability to save this delays your ability to prosper this delays everything but the politicians don't care obviously the the, the banks who are corporations faceless corporations they don't care the collegiate institutions and the professors they got you they got theirs they're gonna throw you in the middle finger what do they care they're gonna teach you whatever whatever the hell they want to teach you and you're stuck paying for that for the next 20 years of your life on average and then afterwards you may start saving for retirement at age 40 and th this is my next book we'll get into this in you know a, a number of episodes later but where your money is is more important than what it earns 
but you're being told where to put it and it's the only place that benefits these institutions. So what it comes down to is the reason that we all feel broke, the reason we feel this pressure, the reason that we are being more radicalized on both sides um, is because we feel hopeless. There's no way out. There's no way out of this debt. There's no way out of paying all these bills and not having any fun. And isn't that what the new America, uh, new Americana is? It's all about having fun and, and partying and doing all this stuff. Well, we have no money to do that. We're all broke because we're all paying these institutions, these, the, the, these asinine numbers of, of interest and uh, these great costs for nothing. So this is why, this is why the book is called Crime of the Century. This is why this podcast and everything relating to modern education is to me a scam and part of the crime of the century. And that is why this is the crime of the century.